You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. Allowing people to do what they're really good at over and over and over. And when you centralize something, that's what you're what you're doing. So I'm a fan of it. I don't know what your thoughts are, Eric. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, before before I was an owner for Natura Pest Control, I was a regional inside sales manager for Renekill. And because Renekill had the acquisition model, they actually had a lot of different like customer service and inside sales teams in different areas regionally. But over the years, they were consolidating a lot. Because, hmm. you know, something like a call center is so easily centralized. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Bug Bucks podcast. I'm Alan Draper. And as always, I have Eric Bassett here with me. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Alan. Not too much. We're doing back-to-back episode recordings today. Yep. So hoping that the weather's beautiful for you guys out there. This episode's probably going to drop sometime, you know, end of April, beginning of May timeframe. So mm-hmm. should be beautiful for most most guys. Yeah, it's, you know, we had this week of uh, weather in Detroit and Boston where it was like in the 80s, like last week, and now it's in the Ooh. 40s. It was like this crazy week. And we had some door to door reps go out there to try to get some preseason, and they just absolutely crushed mm-hmm. it. Just, I, nice. so uh, just yesterday, actually, it hit a little later in Colorado, or maybe it was Reno, one of, one of our other markets, not Detroit, Boston, but one of our reps went out for his first day and just like, I, he he was north of 10. I, I didn't see it at the end of the day, but I looked at it and it was like over 10 on his very first day back. That's a great way to way to start. And I think it's going to be, I've said this before, I think it's going to be a great pest year. I think all years are, but I think it's going to be a really buggy year. Real, There's a lot of moisture, a lot of snow, a lot of rain over the winter in a lot of markets across the United States, a lot of you know, weird weather. And I think that's going to benefit us. So looking forward to what the summer holds for us. Absolutely. hundred percent. So we have a cool topic today. As Eric said, we're recording back to back. We're trying to get some more content out and stay on top of kind of current subjects and topics that are going on in our Bug Bucks Facebook group. First of all, make sure to join that. We talk about it all the time. It's a great resource. Find us on Facebook, B-U-G-B-U-X. Ask to join there. It's the largest group of PCOs that I think exists on Facebook. I think we're knocking on 3,300 PCOs or something like that. Um, So make sure to join that. Feel free to ask questions, join the conversation in there. Don't just join it and, and wait for stuff to happen. If there's something that's going on in your business, and and the more specific the better make sure to ask that question there there's a that's a great resource there are going to be people that have gone through exactly what you're going going through maybe not exactly but pretty close enough to uh, provide some good information so join our group um, watch out for the giveaways that we're doing in there also some great giveaways uh, march april had a bng with some product in, in a package there north of $500 so make sure to check out for those watch out for those in, in that group. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, Eric. Dan Christensen, our buddy from CUNA, Idaho, he asked a question in our group, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it. He said, owners with multiple offices, this is a great subject, multiple offices. What do you have centralized versus what do you do, quote unquote, on the ground? For example, if you have three locations, putting a call center slash support office 
in one of them and route routing all calls through it, what would be the pros and cons? So, okay. So the question is you have multiple branches or multiple locations. What are the centralized services slash features versus the decentralized features or services that, that are offered? And, you know, I can kick this off. We opened our first branch in 2000, early 2015. And in fall of 2016, we created our quote unquote operation slash call center. And at that point, we only had two branches. And the idea was now we lost money, I think, early, knowing that we were going to scale the company and that eventually it would make sense. It would have been cheaper to just have, you know, one person taking calls in each of the two offices. So I think you have to have a long-term perspective, you know, and Dan in his question specifically mentioned three branches. I think that's certainly enough, especially if you're using the, you know, the real estate from one of those to act as an operations center. You know, ultimately there's this concept of allowing people to do what they're really good at over and over and over. And when you centralize something, that's what you're what you're doing. So I'm a fan of it. I don't know what your thoughts are, Eric. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, before, before I was an owner for Natura Pest Control, I was a regional inside sales manager for Renekill. And because Renekill had the acquisition model, they actually had a lot of different like customer service and inside sales teams in different areas regionally. But over the years, they were consolidating a lot. Because, hmm. you know, something like a call center is so easily centralized. You know, the the resources that you need to run a call center and inside sales operation mm-hmm. are so better managed when you have it in one location. And it's so easy to do. You can route calls from multiple locations to one location. And it's easy for your sales reps to see what office that person's calling from right mm-hmm. there on the phone. That's not hard to do. It's easy to route things digitally through your CRM, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are, as long as you're kind of acquainted with what areas your your offices are from. And especially if that sales team started in one area or service team started in one area, mm-hmm. and then you added multiple offices as you grew. Yeah. I mean, having a centralized customer care team, inside sales team, man, that's, that's really easy. Unless you go through, of course, the acquisition game, and sometimes you acquire another company that already has a customer service team, and last thing you want to do is, you know, nix all those new mm-hmm. employees as soon as you acquire a company. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of centralized for customer care teams, and then as far as decentralized, you know, just from a logistical perspective, I mean, technicians and lead technicians and service manager types. There's just not a whole lot of ways around it. You know, you you really need hands-on approach, hands-on training, hands-on evaluations when it comes mm-hmm. to technicians and and service team members. And so, you know, obviously they have to be in different locations anyway, but the leadership that you have for those guys, I mean, you can have a regional technician or regional service manager that kind of travels between offices and a lot of companies do that, but you got to have some guy that you can really depend on, boots on the ground type dude you know, lead technician, whatever you're going to call him, who can be at each of those offices that can take care of business, especially if you don't have an owner type that's at that branch. Yeah, I I agree with what you said about services that you can centralize versus decentralize. And proof follows that model. So at our branches, if, if you were going to go into one of our branches, the door may be locked. 
there may not be anybody there if the branch manager is out doing training or the occasional reservice or whatever, but we don't have somebody that sits in there eight to five, nine to six, whatever. No one really walks into a pest control business very, you know, very often. Every once in a while, we'd had somebody come come in and, Mm -hmm. you know, that was already in the complex and wanted us to identify a bug, you know, picture of a bug that they had or whatever, but you don't really need anybody there just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. So in our locations, the the only thing that they do from the branch mm-hmm. is everything around servicing. So that's where our products are, obviously. That's where you know our, our technicians pick up product, work on equipment, things like that. But that's what they're doing. Their job is, and we hire them because they're really good at taking care of the service. Um, so we don't really have somebody in the office, no. you know, in each office that, that's talking about marketing. That's centralized for us. We don't have people answering the phones. Every once in a while, someone will, you know, request to speak with the branch manager, and you know, we can forward to them or ask, you know, for a callback. But it's really we wanted to make it so that the branches had one focus: taking care of the customer. It's all we really want them to do, and so. We've set it up that way. There's pros and cons to doing, you know, different models. One of the really cool things about having a centralized office is you get to decide what is the more favorable economy for employees of that type, where it's more of a call center type, depending on the size of your company, you could have, you know, a hundred people working in your operation center, 50 people, whatever it is. And if that's the case, I like picking states that are more call center friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the tax breaks? What is the cost of living? Because, for example, I operate in Long Island and Boston. Those are expensive places to live. I'm not putting a call center there just for that. Mm-hmm. So then if I have people taking calls from Arizona as opposed to Long Island, you know, Boston, then, you know, I'm saving some money while paying the equivalent, right? I'm paying the exact same amount in terms of the cost of living. It, it would just be more in New York. And then there's also other things to to consider, like, you know, how easy it is to hire people. I, I hire people in like 14 states now, 15 states on a somewhat regular basis. And I'm telling you, there are certain locations where it is just much easier to hire people. And a lot of people that have multiple branches with technicians, especially that are growing, they know this. Finding good technicians is so difficult. But I think ultimately, when you're talking about centralizing a service, the ultimate idea is, hey, we're going to get some specialists and they're going to dig into what they're really good at. And they're going to do that for multiple locations. I think it's a great idea. Like I said, proof started shortly after we started our second branch. And we just grew into it. So I think it was a great move. Yeah, 100%. And I agree. I think, you know, especially with with a centralized version of an office staff, you know, like you were saying, you know, you put that in places where cost of living is a little bit better. You know, when it comes to call centers, that can be a mm-hmm. big footprint for an office space. And so the last thing you want to do is have to mm-hmm. pay for prime real estate just for a call center, you know, exactly. where you can put that anywhere, literally virtually anywhere. Yeah, location right? doesn't matter. And some of you guys listening might be wondering, like, hey, does it does it make a quality difference if the customer service team works in the same state? 
or the same area that my customers are in? Like, is there a difference in, you know, banter and, and that kind of thing? No. If your customer service reps are good, then you can't tell. You know, I've called places that I, you know, I can tell they're in a different locale, right? I can tell when I call Texas and Dallas and, you know, some southern, southeastern places, but, you know, I don't care where they are as long as the, yeah. like how the conversation goes and the quality of the interaction is good. And that's the next thing mm-hmm. I was going to say is, you know, being able to keep quality training mm-hmm. and, you know, sales training and customer service training and quality evaluations up to par, that is so much easier to do in a centralized version because you probably have one mm-hmm. inside sales manager, maybe one customer service manager, maybe you have a, a centralized training position. Yeah. And being able to do that is way easier than having individual people and coaching them up in different places and stuff like that. So for sure, that was one of the thing I was going to throw out there for sure. Well, no, I, I mean, it's a great point because can you imagine having a door to door team where like people aren't in the same office It's one guy here, one guy there, there's this benefit to having that camaraderie to going through the numbers and doing correlation or meetings every day to just, you know, mm-hmm. the manager walking the floor, listening to the calls, being there in real time. Now there's, you know, and we just have a few minutes here as we're wrapping up, but there's this idea that, especially since COVID, where our centralized office is becoming more decentralized. This is happening with proof where mm-hmm. I have members of our quote unquote call center that don't live in the state of Arizona. And when we revisit this, like, you know, several times a year where it's like, Hey, how are we doing? Like, and the ultimate goal is let's get really good people in here to take care of our customers, to be really friendly, to help solve problems, be proactive, to create systems, to do all these things for your pest control company. And I'm kind of, I'm a little bit old school. I'll, I'll be honest. And so I have these meetings semi-annually where I'll go to our customer service specialist and our inside sales manager and be like, okay, how is it working? And you really have to have a culture shift where, okay, so we centralized this, but now we're kind of decentralized, but they're they're still part of us and figuring that out. And it's been a process. I, the reason why I got on board with a decentralized like mm-hmm. central call center was because I read this study from England that showed that top uh, employees are willing to work for less if they can work from home remotely, a hybrid, have some flexibility. And that really surprised me. So people are saying, you can pay me less mm. as long as I can. It just carried more weight than money, which it translates into money, right? If you don't have to drive you know, less mileage on your car, less time in commute, things like that. But once I you know, considered that, I think it, I think it helps a little bit. But- and I know that there are services, there are call center services that work the same way. People are like when you call like a credit card or a bank or you know a large company, you're, they're not in a call center really anymore. But I think the key is, and you kind of hit on this before, Eric, is you have to retain that same level of quality and continuity. And there's with tools today, there's a way to do it. You know, with voice over IP phones. managers can hop in any call that they want to in real time and nobody can hear them. They could take over a call if they wanted. We record calls, so they always review them 
going through scripts and things like that. So there's ways there's ways to do it. And if we're talking about any way to attain an employee of higher quality, I'm going to be listening to to that idea. So yeah, great question from Dan. Uh, great consideration. I would say go for it, especially if you plan to continue to grow your company. A lot of upfront work. You you actually set it up like a new company, and we did. It's a separate entity for us. It's a separate legal and financial entity for us. Uh, mostly, the reason is because I have different partners, and so they have to pay that you know that service fee, that monthly service fee to our call center and those services. So, yeah, great question, Dan. Continue that conversation. Make sure to check out his post in our Facebook group. And if there's any topics, anything that you would like to hear us cover, make sure to reach out to us. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you sharing this episode with somebody that you think could benefit from it, whether it's an employee, a counterpart, a competitor, whatever. We appreciate that. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you. And we'll catch you on next week's episode.